Welcome back to the show, everyone. For the first time in the history of consenting adults, we have a two-parter. This is the continuation of our conversation with Adam and Bell. This is episode 27. If you haven't listened to episode 26 yet, please go back and do that so that you kind of know where they were and, and my goodness, where they've come. Uh, This is a couple who grew up in a very religious Mormon community where you're supposed to wait until marriage to have sex. And then you're supposed to only have sex with your spouse in your heterosexual marriage. Well, not only have Adam and Belle kind of strayed from that, but they went from, for instance, Adam not masturbating growing up because he was taught that was bad, to becoming swingers. And not just having sex with other people, but having the kind of sex that a lot of people only see in porn. He came and you came. We came at the same time. At the same time. (laughs) I did not come. Wow. But he was pretty much like, I I came. (laughs) Can I use a shower? And I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) We had decided that we would play as a six of. We'd start off with the girls playing together. And in my mind, I was thinking, this is just going to be a show for the guys. It's not going to turn me on. I'm not, I'm not super bisexual, but I have to say those two ladies are just smoke shows. They are so hot. (laughs) I was so blown away by how turned on I was, uh, just having all the guys with their cameras, taking pictures (laughs) of us as we played and made out with each other. And I mean, I just really, uh, it was so much better than I had ever imagined it was going to be. He put me at ease about body fluid issues happening. Because I would say that most of the time for me, if I'm not going to orgasm, it's because I'm worried that I might squirt. Well, usually oh, are you a squirter? Um, I'm not typically a squirter, but definitely when I have sex with a, uh, a toy and penal penetration at the same time, I that can definitely make me squirt. And up to this point, Adam had made me squirt maybe once, and I freaked out. I was like, <laughs> so let's get to it. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. So he was in first. And then Adam knelt between his legs and entered me from behind. And he had to go really, really super slow um, because, I mean, I'm already full at this point. And <laughs> he's he's just basically trying to find any empty space. <laughs> and uh, and it, it wasn't without it, pain. It was there was some painful Discovered. moments that I was like, uh-huh. OK, this is this is not going to work, but. He was like cooing in my ear. He's like, relax, relax, just feel it. And so I I tried to relax enough to just, you know, open myself up to it. And and it worked out. And I, him, he came and you came. We came at the same time. At the same time. <laughs> I did not come. Wow. But he was pretty much like, I, I came. <laughs> Can I use a shower? And I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're fine with that, right? Right. He made it really clear where his boundaries were and what he his, you know, part in this from the beginning. And mm-hmm. and so I expected that and I was totally okay with it. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. that's fine. And then Adam and I just, you know, snuggled with each other on the bed for a while and talked about what happened and I think we recorded it actually. Yeah, we did. And that was Wait, you, you recorded it? Yeah, that's actually how our podcast started. Yeah, we recorded we, the audio. We recorded all of our experiences and how we felt, uh, what- Oh, you mean you recorded the conversation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, we had thought about actually video recording it. Oh yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't video the- Act. Right. The act, no. I wish we would have, but- Right. Well, that was our first experience. So we weren't prepared to go all in with, you know, a digital record. Oh, I'd say you went all in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but you didn't orgasm, Belle. No, no. And I- You were okay with that? um, I was a little bit disappointed, but at this point I was kind of in my head about different things about my body that I wasn't happy with at that time. Because, you know, as I said, I'd had kids and, you know, I was a little bit insecure not having had sex with anybody besides Adam for, you know, the past 15 15 years at that point. And so for me, it was just a, a worry about being rejected. Mm -hmm. And so I was just in my head and I was unable to get there to achieve the climax. I mean, it felt really good. It was really hot, completely turned me on, but no, I just... I just did not get, get there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam, can you talk to me about uh, just your experience through it? I mean, this is the first time you've seen your wife with someone else. Was, wasn't there any twinge of jealousy as you're watching her, you know, go down on him or, or watching her actually having sex with another man? No, there, there wasn't jealousy. We mentioned the concern when he was rubbing up against her without a condom. That was the point where I was concerned the most. One of the things that kind of put me at ease was his almost professionalism. I don't, I, we hate using that words because that's not what it was, but experience his experience in the lifestyle where he's like, "Look, I'm I'm not in this to make friends and go out to dinner and have an ongoing thing. This is fine, and when we're done, I'm going to leave." Mm-hmm. So there wasn't that worry of, oh my God, is she going to develop feelings for him? Is there going to be an emotional attachment? Uh, because that's really what most men fear. And right. you had those fears too. Yeah, of course. I, I, I've since had those fears in the lifestyle, uh, but not at, not at that moment, not with the first threesome. He mm-hmm. was a safe option. Yeah. Well, and you know, there are a lot of couples uh, who decide to bring in only sex workers. Because there is that boundary right. that there, it's never going to be any emotions or feelings because this is like a business contract, right? It's right. like, you're going to come in, get us off, and you're going to leave. And that's right. what you're paying for. <laughs> Pay that they're going to leave. Um, all right. So this is your first experience. Wow. Uh, how long until your next one? It wasn't. That was, I want to say that was in September. And by the beginning of November, we were having our first swap. Yeah. Ooh. And that one, um, I did come in that one. You know, we went out with them and got to know them for the period of a dinner first. And and we had a lot of conversation online leading up to the date. Uh, They were also a very safe 
choice. Uh, their and professions were such that we were like, okay, these guys are definitely not in this to get outed. And it was their first swap too. Right. And it was their first swap oh. as well. We had a lot of fun with them. Uh, that situation put me at ease uh, because there was some body fluid things going on. And he was like, so uh, sensitive. Is that the expression I'm looking for? Yeah. He was just, he put me at ease about body fluid issues happening. <laughs> because I would say that most of the time for me, if I'm not going to orgasm, it's because I'm worried that I might squirt. Well, you oh, are you a squirter? Um, I'm not typically a squirter, but definitely when I have sex with a, uh, a toy and penal penetration at the same time, I, that can definitely make me squirt. And up to this point, Adam had made me squirt maybe once and I freaked out. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> I just peed myself. And he's like, it's not pee. I'm like, yes, it's pee. <laughs> and I really just could not wrap my mind around it, that it was anything other than uh, something gross. And, uh -huh. and so I don't still to this day, I have to be really in the mindset to squirt and enjoy it because I just, it's just not right. something that I, turns I me it. on. Uh, this this couple was, they both had very good jobs with a lot to lose. So there's uh, discretion there. Right. You know, uh, we, what are we, very good jobs? Can you tell me without, I mean, you know. Uh, federal government jobs. So so you knew that they had a lot to lose as well. So discretion was there. Yeah, absolutely. So right. it, it kind of puts you at ease right there. There's not going to be any outing. They're not, <laughs> they they're not out to get us as, as Well, new they were professional. They didn't seem shady at all. Yeah. So I am imagining if I'm at home and I'm listening to this, okay, and I'm new, my first concern would be, what if someone finds out? Adam, is there any concern with your job? No. No, I... Why? Because... <laughs> I, okay, I had a friend whose wife was a flight attendant, and the stories that she would tell, there's always something going on with, you know, the pilot, and he's always buying the flight attendant's dinner, and they're always, you know, <laughs> mixing it up, even though they're married. Yeah. Um, so there seem, it seems like there's sometimes a very sexual energy that's going on with your job. Yeah, there is. And I went, I went 15 years of our marriage with this uh, sexual energy with Belle uh, without ever cheating, cheating on her. And there were, there's always, there's plenty of opportunity. It's just a decision I made because of my straight laced background. I never even thought about it. And now she's encouraging me while I'm at work. She's like, look, if, if you have that opportunity, take it. And I, I still have problems. Even though we're in the swinging lifestyle, I still have problems saying, okay, I'm just going to go play alone. Yeah. I've given what is him. Your, what is your agreement now? Well, so he has a blanket hall pass that's basically standard standing offer to play with you know, with a person if he wants to the rule just simply is that he lets me know uh, so first I, or after uh first beforehand yeah um mm -hmm. and then we basically have veto power with who each other plays with like if he, i don't like someone i think that we're usually better are kinder to people that we want to play with individually and our partners are a little bit harder <laughs> on making the choice. So I think it's good to have somebody kind of vet your candidate to say, mm -hmm. ah, cause I mean, I could be completely blind to the whole situation because the guy's hot, he's tall. So I just push, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And Adam has to be that 
that catalytic balance that just says, you know what, this guy seems like trouble. And I have to be that for him where I say, no, this one seems like drama. Let's she, not she's the don't same do way. that. It, it could be a flight attendant that I, I just really want to have sex with. And she can say, you know what? No, she, you fly with her idea. all the time. <laughs> uh, it, it works for the same company. So yeah, this isn't a good idea. Pass on this. Okay, hold on. Before we continue, just a quick reminder that uh, there's a special going on at adamandeve.com for listeners of Consenting Adults. Go there, shop. You will get 50% off just about anything on their website. Uh, Also, free gifts, six free movies, and free shipping. All you have to do is put my name in the checkout. Lena, L-E-Y-N-A. You're going to get these free gifts and free shipping and all the good stuff. So adamandeve.com. And now back to Adam and Belle. I would say that that was probably more of our beginning swing lifestyle, How what our position was as we were down to fuck, who's DTF. And we've become more evolved swingers into more of a social uh, preference. So we prefer to actually get to know people and you know not have it just be completely about sex. It's led to more meaningful, more fun, really hot play sessions that have just been really mind-blowing. It it was a change that happened at the end of last year where we went out to Portland, Oregon and had a a big birthday party with a whole bunch of people that we had been talking to for months and established those relationships. And we just found that the sex was better. It was more fun. It It was was so comfortable. It was hotter. Hmm. It was more comfortable with people that we considered friends and that we knew their background. We were friends on Facebook or Instagram and followed them. It mm-hmm. it just works better for us rather than the DTF, just down to fuck. We were feeling a little bit shallow after the one-off DTF encounters. Right. Well, we start to feel used. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and two years is not a long time to be in the lifestyle, right? I mean, I've no. talked no. to people who've been in it 25 years or or longer. Um, and in those two years, can you kind of just list all the things that you've been able to cross off your do not do if you're a Mormon list? Yeah, we have a philosophy that we'll try anything twice in the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, twice because the first time might just be that, that really <laughs> right? nasty house party that we went to the first sure. time. Yeah. Uh, so we'll try anything twice. We have, uh, Bell has played solo twice. Yep. Uh, I've played solo once. We have done the MFM. We've done orgies. Uh, two on two dates. We've done a few orgies. We have not done a female, male, female threesome yet. Not yet. We have done a DP at a house party. Yep. I mean, Was there's... it everything you th- thought it would be? I'm going to have to say that it fantasy wise, it didn't quite pan out as far as what you fantasize that it's going to be uh, just because there's just so many variables. I mean, it's really never going to, it's probably going to be less perfect than perfect just because I, I have a really good imagination. <laughs> I imagine everything perfectly. <laughs> and, uh, and so in real life, there can be a lot of moments where, you set yourself up to be kind of disappointed or just like, eh, that wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. And then sometimes this really blows your mind. I was like, wow, I, I really never thought that it could be that awesome. Give me one of those. 
Well, so we, in episode 13, I want to say we go to Las Vegas with two of the couples from the Portland trip that are also ex-mos or ex-Mormons. And so we had, (laughs) we had a lot in common with them just right off the bat, which it's awesome. It's awesome to have other people who are raised with the same background, who get it, who understand you, and you can have a really freaking awesome sex. (laughs) But we had decided that we would play as a six of, we'd start off with the girls playing together. And in, in my mind, I was thinking, this is just going to be a show for the guys. It's not going to turn me on. I'm not, I'm not super bisexual, but I have to say those two ladies are just smoke shows. They are so hot. <laughs> I was so blown away by how turned on I was, uh, just having all the guys with their cameras taking pictures of us as we played and made out with each other. And I mean, I just really, uh, it was so much better than I had ever imagined it was going to be. You just, there's so many different combinations when, because everyone was so comfortable with each other, we were really free to just move around and swap partners or girl on girl or, you know, Two people girl on with girl one on person. Girl. Yeah, yeah, it and was. There was yeah. just lots of different combinations. And then to make it even better, we were on a, a two-night overnight. Second night, we met up with one of the couples again and and had another experience. And that just upped the ante again. It was so hot. It's just so just mind-blowing kind of sex that you just mm-hmm. really can't imagine yourself ever having. Wow. Is there anything uh, still on your list that you haven't done yet? Um, for me, it would be a, a adult lifestyle trip where you go with uh, friends or you just go somewhere where you don't know anyone like Desire or Temptations or a cruise and just be naked out in public. That's like my mm-hmm. uh, something that I really want to do. And I also would like to do a girl's trip uh, where just the ladies travel and you do you know, video and FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, just to tease the guys back home. (laughs) And, and, you know, it's just different, just different things. Even though I'm not super bisexual, um, I have met ladies who I consider uh, really amazing human beings that I'm attracted to because they are amazing humans and not because they're women. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just Mm. think that that would be a really hot scenario to, you know, to be in. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to try it. Oh, geez. I still want that uh, FMF, the female, male, female yeah. experience. There is one other thing on the list that I, I want, but it's not for me. It's something I want to see happen with Adam, but What's it's that? not my, it's his body and his choice. So, Ooh, what is <laughs> it, it? Well, I I don't know. I've just always like in my mind fantasized about him having bisexual play and, mm-hmm. uh, and, that's just been in my mind, but it's not my body, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the the torchbearer on that one. <laughs> to get Adam, how do you feel about that? I don't know. Uh, I am I'm not homophobic at all. So a lot of men have almost a fear of touching or uh, incidental contact or getting too close. I don't have that. I'm comfortable uh, being around other men in close proximity. I mean, our first experience, we did DVP, right? Right. I, I was inside of her with another man. I'm not 
not homophobic at all. So I can't say that that is something that is on my list of things to do. It's something that if it happened, you're not going to look for it. I'm not going to look for it, but I may not turn it down in the moment. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And why sense. haven't you done the uh, FMF? Ooh. Circumstance? Yeah. Okay. It's so actually like- harder to find a single female that we want to play with than it is right. for us to find a single male right. that we want to play mm-hmm. with. Because the single males just like you shake the trees and they just fall out. Right. <laughs> but the I'm actually female- pretty picky when it comes to women because <laughs> And I, so am I. Yeah, the I I think that Belle is she's my 10. <laughs> and so going to parties and everything, I always feel like I'm I'm bringing the the 10 to the party with her. Right. And, and that, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't sound good, but. No, no I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so you just, I mean, you feel like you've got that. Now you've got to bring another woman in. She's got to measure up somehow. And it's hard for you to, to find someone who will. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually pretty picky. That's, mm-hmm. that's just. Um, well, can, everyone uh, is. Let's go back to what we were talking about uh, size. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cause everyone always joking about it. Um, I have actually found that too big is a problem. I will agree with you 100%. I thought going into this that I was looking for monster cocks and that was what was going to be satisfying because pornography is filled with big dicked men who, you know, are portrayed to be satisfying women. And so I think that just in your head, you probably grow up thinking if you if you look at porn that a, a big dick is more satisfying. I've actually found that average sized penises are my preference, but mm-hmm. um, it's actually the erection quality that I like. I, I need somebody who is, has a really hard, uh, stiff erection um, as opposed to size because I have found that with a larger penis, as they can almost be, well, uncomfortable, but not hard enough. And I don't know if it's like a, maybe it's a blood flow thing. I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what that phenomena would be. Maybe it's that they're not completely turned on. I, I don't know. But in my experience, too big is not necessarily the best. And obviously too small is, you know, you've, I can find something to do with any size I happen to be playing with. Well, Belle actually has some <laughs> back issues. So with oh. a really, <laughs> yeah. a really big dick. That can break things a little bit. It can make her not be able to walk for a couple of days. Right. (laughs) Because of her back. My back. Yeah. 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 We actually just played with a couple and he has a very generous appendage. And um, (laughs) and I was limping around for days. I just had back shots, like the really deep surgical (laughs) back shots to, uh, to fix my back after that one. Um, but I would say he had the perfect penis size. It, he was not necessarily super girthy, but he was, it was long and the quality of erection was really pleasing. And he kind of had a, a wayward hook to his tip. And I was just like, this is, this is a perfect one right here. Let's cast this and make a toy out of it. <laughs> Can you each give me your list of what turns you on in a man or woman? Like what's important to you, especially when you're talking about someone you will have sex with. Do you want to go? Or do you want me to? Um, I'll I'll start. Go for it. So for me, um, I have to have some attractiveness to the other person. I'm not a woman who needs a full head of hair or a 
perfectly toned body. It's certainly helpful for the visuals, but I need somebody who makes me feel desired. I'm a sapiosexual. I want to be talked to and wooed, but also, like I said, words turn me on. So if you can dirty talk, that's, you know, just, so it doesn't necessarily have to be that you've got a impressive sized penis or an amazing body, but how you approach me, um, being dominant works wonders for me. I just, I don't know, for me, it's kind of funny because being raised in a, a culture where it's very male dominated, you would think that leaving that I would kind of shun a man dominating me, but it's actually the opposite. (laughs) I actually Mm -hmm. really appreciate a dominant male. I appreciate somebody who just is stronger and taller and broad. And that's, that's just the kind of stuff that, that ropes me in immediately. Like the, like the caveman, you're like, you yeah. man, me woman. You yes. Like that. <laughs> yeah. But, but okay. say something intelligent in the process. <laughs> Adam? Uh, initial attraction. I'm really attracted to athletic uh, bodies. So not, not necessarily uh, skinny. There, there's such thing as too skinny. I like an athletic body. But more than that, your personality, right? If you're super hot, but have a... I don't know, just kind of a bitchy personality. <laughs> uh, it's you can lose me, and in many a of them do. Many of them do. Yeah, yeah. you can lose me in a heartbeat. Uh, I, yeah. I like somebody that is easygoing and can hold a conversation, smiles, uh, and is just personable. Words can get you everywhere with me. You actually like somebody who will initiate with you too. Same with me. Yeah, we, we like yeah. people who will take the initiative yeah, and absolutely. be assertive. And, and you really like an assertive female. It's true. All right. So you're documenting your journey. Where can people find you guys? Well, our podcast is Swinging Outside the Lines, and you can find us on whatever podcast catcher that you happen to use. And our website is swingingoutsidethelines.com. Is this something that you're in for good now? Like, will you be doing this for the rest of your life? We actually had this conversation while we were under the stay-at-home order with COVID because we, uh, we're we not a couple who fights a whole lot. And man, we fought like cats and dogs for the whole time <laughs> to the point where we pondered uh, stopping the podcast and exiting the lifestyle completely um, wow. as a you know means to reconnect with each other and kind of reconsider what our priorities are. But through that conversation, we both decided that this was a lifestyle that just, it just embraces who we are as, you know, as people and as lovers. And, and it's the direction that we would like to go. We would like to further the cause of, of ethical non-monogamy and, you know, let other people know that you can live this incredible lifestyle and find acceptance with like-minded people that are out there. Yeah. Our relationship comes first. So we'll do it as long as our relationship uh, is the first priority. When our relationship is strained, uh, the lifestyle is the first thing to go. And I think couples need that occasionally. Couples need to take a break and kind of reconnect every once in a while just to keep their relationship strong. Balance. 
Adam and Belle, thanks so much for sharing your story with us and uh, wishing you lots of love and lube as you move forward in this lifestyle. Coming up next time on Consenting Adults, a men's coach and author talks about how to be in a relationship successfully with a strong woman. That's right up my alley. But this episode ended up a lot more personal than I had planned. I'm now on my second marriage, and it is so incredibly, uh, it's amazing. Like, I feel like a teenager. When we're together, people are like, oh, my God, the way he looks at you. And I guess sometimes I don't see it, but other people see it. Yeah. But what what's really awesome is that I feel like everything's going to be okay. And I know that's, I don't know, maybe that sounds corny, but, and really, like, nothing's happened. He hasn't had to rescue me from anything. That's next time on Consenting Adults. We'll be right back. 